Hornets win seven out of eight. LaMelo Ball gets benched after a missed layup, and we live the hive life today on Locked on Hornets. You are Locked on Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. Thanks for making Locked On Hornets your first listen. Subscribe to the pod wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow me on Twitter at Walker Mail. Doug on Twitter at Doug Branson, L-O-H. And it's Friday, which means it's a fun Friday, which means David Walker joins us on the show. And you can find him on Twitter at David B. Walker. If you check out our YouTube channel, you can, one, go check out our awesome interview with Eric Collins. So much fun, and we really appreciate everybody that supported that, either via the YouTube channel or just listening to it the good old-fashioned way. Either way, we really appreciate it. But also, if you're on the YouTube channel and you watch this particular episode, you can kind of see that I'm playing a road game right now. I'm with my girlfriend's family in Chicago, trying to set everything up. I'm using the bed as a desk while I sit in the chair in the corner, like trying to get everything set up as as well as possible. Light's a little iffy, right? It's tough out here on the road, but we're making it happen to try to give you a Friday, a fun Friday after Thanksgiving. Hopefully everybody had a good one. No days off, baby. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Except for Thanksgiving, but but after that, no days off. Exactly. Yeah. One day off, then 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 back to those days off, then the weekend and then, then Monday. Right. And then Saturday and Sunday. So three out of the four days. But but other than that, <laughs> no days off. That That's the mantra we live by. Hornets won a basketball game. They did. Well, I missed that. Except for the no days off thing. Yeah. No, Hornets did win a basketball game. They won seven of their last eight basketball games, which is really nice to see. They also are set up somewhat well. We can get into the Minnesota Timberwolves, the way that they've been playing basketball here lately. But the Hornets are now 12-8. and eight. It had been a roller coaster type season, but with, eight, with 20 games now have been played, I think that's kind of the number you look at for when the stats start to show some trends about what these teams can actually do. It's still a small enough sample size where you can't take it for gospel, but that's what the math guys say, right? You can say, all right, 20 games, maybe you can start to form some opinions about this team just a little bit to see if they can continue whatever good trend they're on. And if they're bad at this one thing, that's probably going to be how it is the rest of the year. And the Hornets, after 3-0 and start, 5-2 and start, dropping five games in a row, now win 7-8 of eight to get to four games above 500, and they were able to do that against the Orlando Magic, where it wasn't, speaking of roller coasters, not at all in this game. It was just Orlando. They beat the Hornets in the first quarter, but it was a four-point game. Then Charlotte wins the rest of the quarters the rest of the way, even though it was all tight. And so they're able to win 106 to 99. LaMelo Ball scored 22 points. Terry Rozier scored 27. And Kelly Oubre, we got good Kelly scoring off the bench, 21 points, hit a few three pointers, goes seven of 17 from the field. So, with that being said, we should lead off with LaMelo trying the self alley oop reverse dunk on a fast break in the second quarter where it's not like they were blowing anybody out by any means, and it's still a pretty tight game. James Borrego sees him blow that attempt at a self-alley and then immediately put him on the bench. You see LaMelo kind of smiling, high-fiving afterwards. 
What are your thoughts on this? David, you're the guest, so we'll let you go first. What are your thoughts on the missed LaMelo dunk layup attempt, James Borrego benching him, and LaMelo's reaction afterwards? First of all, we should all be so lucky to miss a layup like that in a professional <laughs> basketball game. I, I loved it. I, I loved everything about it, except for the fact that he missed it. Uh, I mean, just the amount of gall to go after that and go for it was 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 fantastic. I mean, you know, call it a benching, call it whatever. I, I was surprised at the at the amount of pearl clutching that went on on social media after that one. Personally, you saw some um, you saw some pearl clutching. Oh my god, some people were just taken aback. Not too bad, but you know, uh, the thing I loved about it is that he seemed to just let it roll right off his back. I mean, once he got back in the mm -hmm. game, the second half seemed to get back to the same old Lamelo pulling from the logo uh, and doing LaMelo things. So, you know, one of those fun things, he tried to have a little fun. It didn't work out so great. Uh, it was its own shacked in a full segment. So I don't think he'll try it again. Although, man, I, I was I was, I was, was really hoping he would have another shot to do it in that game and <laughs> just try it, try it and, and make and it go right. for it again. Yeah, yeah. Well, and look, we've we've seen great players on Shaq and a Fool. This isn't, uh, you know, Shaq and a Fool isn't the exclusive realm of bad players. Uh, great players try mm. great things, and sometimes they don't work out. Had it gone down well, I don't, you know, we wouldn't be discussing him taking that chance. I do have the call from the game if you'd like to hear it. It was uh, we, we had a kind of a funny funny moment from Eric Collins. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> it's so good uh, yeah oh lamello we know what he's saying oh, there LaMelo. oh and you can La feel you know we talked to eric and and you know he he mentioned how that uh call on the bridges dunk was him just really just emoting through yep. the microphone mm -hmm. yep. and that's what you hear here you hear his pain oh, yeah. Like somebody had just like kicked him it in hurt. the shin. One hundred percent. His heart went out to him in that moment. In that moment, his heart went out. It to was him a lot, and and, and, and mine did too. Honestly, look, I think it was. I don't know if it was a benching because he came back in the, in the second half. This happened right. right at the end of the second quarter. This was a boundary setting. And I think you, as mm -hmm. a coach, Borrego, you've got to do that. I mean, you, you know, everyone on the bench saw it, and, and if there's no repercussion for that. Then, then I think there's that's going to cause some issues down the line. So I, I think it was an appropriate boundary setting. I thought Lamelo, when he came off the court, understood what was happening, and oh, we had uh, Walker dive bomb on us there. Hey, hey, you're welcome. I did. Back. I'm coughing. That's the cough button, right? That's what I need to do when I'm coughing. Well, it can. You just got to give me warning so I can drop Sorry. the the old gra graphics. Otherwise, well, what's uh, what's a, what's a coughing sign that I need to give you? What do you think is the is our code uh, this, or baseball uh, you, sign? Like hand hand in front of your mouth, like <laughs> <laughs> easy, easy now. <laughs> yeah, that was, let's work on that I, offline, maybe. Yeah. Was, All right, was, we'll figure it out. We'll work on it. Okay. There, there was a lot of dangerous activity that could have gone out there, and I immediately <laughs> recognized it. And then I was like, let's reel this All right, back just, in. You know what? I think you should just can. you know set a boundary bench me for the, the second half <laughs> let's let's not put that as the thumbnail for the for the okay. youtube picture let's not do that but yes well if you're I listening right now and, and this is good this is good we're pushing people to the youtube channel if right. you want to see what uh what i did gems. there make mm -hmm. sure to check it out on youtube yeah. uh but i i think it was appropriate by borrego and i thought Lamelo was contrite when he went out of the game and then uh, when you had the kelly Oubre uh monster jam next play 
he was right he was, up celebrating, yeah, and I exactly. think that's what you're looking for. What David was uh, speaking to there, he was he just let it go and short memory, and that's what all the great ones have. Yeah, and I think with it reminds me of Matt Rule kind of talking about fighting and practice this off season. Where if you feel like you need to fight, then that's fine. But I'm going to have to punish you for it. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say that. You know, I'm not going to punish you to this extent where you know I'm going to embarrass you. It's like, hey, you know, this right. is a professional football team. We don't do that kind of stuff. It's football, and that kind of stuff happens. But I am going to have to make you run a couple of laps, sit out the next couple of plays, and then let somebody come in. It's just how it is. And Lamel. Mello blew a wide open layup attempt, a pretty crucial, like not crucial, maybe that's not the right word, but a basket that certainly was needed in time because it's a close yep. game at that point. You lost the first quarter to Orlando, and so you would really like that to go in. Lamelo tried to entertain the crowd, which is great. It's the NBA. That's what I want to see. That's what a part yes. of his brand is. But also, he missed it, and he's like, all right, look, that's fine that you tried it, but you missed it. Now you need to come over here and sit with me, and then you'll get in the second half, and it's not a big deal. And that's why I think this is not a big deal, right? Missed it, goes back in, plays really well anyway, and here we go the, the rest of the way. Like, LaMelo can try it again, but hopefully he'll hit it the next time. Yeah, I, I don't think the big deal was the missed layup or missed dunk attempt or whatever. I think the big deal was Borrego's wise decision to place him back into the game at the start of, of the second half because that's an easy, I think, head coaching mistake to make, uh, to, to give in to the ego, to give in to the power play, and to say, I'm going to take control of this narrative and take control of this team. And instead, and, and I think this has been the story with Borrego and, and LaMelo this whole season, which is, you know, you have to manage LaMelo uh, in, in a particular way that maybe you wouldn't manage another player because you recognize that what makes him great will also result occasionally in that kind of play. Yeah, yeah, it worked out agree. well for worked out well for JB, right? Timing wise, I mean, to your point, Doug, it was around the time where he could kind of bring him out anyway, and certainly to put him back in. I think everybody, I'm sure they had a good laugh about it in the locker room, and then you know it's over yeah and, yep. and it helps that you're getting other contributions in that game I mean they they won that game LaMelo played I think okay relative to what we've seen from him this season but I think you know Terry Rozier once again stepping mm. up knocking down huge shots six steals in this game uh, he revealed after the game that apparently I don't know if he was joking around but apparently the Hornets give out a defensive player of the game award uh, behind the scenes and there's a belt involved uh, maybe like a oh. you know wrestling championship belt really have we? I don't like, know if we've have seen, we not this, seen at all? this. No, I, not I don't think that. so. So they have their own version of the turnover chain, like the U football team. They've got one in the NBA Hornets locker room. Okay, and and I, like and I don't know about you guys, but I think Terry was being a little presumptuous there because six deals—that's a—that's a gaudy number. I think it's a career high for Terry Rozier, but I think that championship belt may go to Cody Martin, who had his own share of huge defensive plays, one-on-one -on -one defense, stopping guys. I mean, it was pretty pretty fun to watch Cody Martin out there doing his thing. All Stang right, lay up. <laughs> you're you're gonna make it a thing. That's what we're gonna do. I'm we're trying. Make, yeah, Stang it's, it. it's like fetch. You're gonna try to make it a thing. Uh, we'll get to that, <laughs> and we'll try to get to more Hornets defense previewing the next couple of games that are on the Hornets schedule coming up in just a moment. But not before I discuss bet online. It's Thanksgiving. We all know what that means. It means football, and nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting as well. So, Bet Online has you covered all holiday season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. And it's not just football, by the way. Bet Online has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't 
Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online were stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. Let's talk more about the upcoming schedule for the Charlotte Hornets next on Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. If you do go to the game, here's a tip: the, the numbers on the seats they have significance. They mean something. So if you're looking for uh, oh, seat wow. twenty, if you're looking for seat twenty-one, and you see seat three, go the other way. David, yeah. David Nark Walker here. Yeah. Hey, let's point them out to security. I paid. I paid for this seat, sir. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. How do you feel about it, David? You okay I with that it. bump? I feel like I was misrepresented in that drop. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I was oh, personally oh. personally attacked by Doug, who apparently just lets anyone come and sit in the seats. I mean, I don't. I, don't, I mean, what? I wasn't. Oh, you are you oh, security? Are, we handled it within our section. Okay, we handled it within our section. We didn't bring in security. We didn't bring in the police. Okay, I'm just saying. I I I, I felt attacked on that one. Are you accusing it. me of a funny of funny editing there? Are you accusing yes. me of, of some funny work uh, with Frankenstein your editing cutting that? Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not what happened. Okay, you said what I, you said. I, it's David misrepresented Walker here on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Doug joining me as well for a fun Friday. Remember to make Lockdown Hornets your first listen every day. We are free and we're available on all platforms, and that includes YouTube. Let's take a look at this upcoming schedule. They have Minnesota. Minnesota's won five straight, and they have Houston after that. Now, the Houston Rockets are extremely bad, but they somehow were able to beat the Chicago Bulls earlier this week I believe that was on Wednesday night when they beat Chicago and again I'm in Chicago right now there was a friend or a neighbor that came over that is uh, a neighbor of my girlfriend's relatives huge Chicago Bulls fan I mean just a monster Chicago Bulls fan and we were talking about how fun they are this year she's so excited about what they're doing and I knew they were playing the Rockets and I was like well look I'll knock on wood, but there's no way you're losing to the Rockets. And he said, Easy oh, I don't say that. I'm too much of a Bulls fan to know that they will sometimes come up with a big old goose egg against teams like that. And everybody said, Walker, you just doomed him. I doomed him. I can't believe the Bulls lost, but the Rockets, they actually were able to win. How do you feel like it's going to go for the Hornets the next couple of games? Doug, let's start with you. Well, I mean, uh, traveling back home for one, but then you got to go back out on the road uh, for four more. And some of these road contests coming up are going to be a lot tougher than the road contests uh, that they faced in this 3-0 and road trip. So I think it's important uh, that they play well against Minnesota because Minnesota, they've got a five-game winning streak going on right now. Uh, Anthony Edwards uh, is playing out of his mind, and I think maybe with a little secret chip on his shoulder. You know, it, it, obviously the story of this game is going to be LaMelo Ball versus Anthony Edwards, the two players that were in line for Rookie of the Year. LaMelo won, Anthony Edwards didn't. Anthony Edwards says that he doesn't really care, but you kind of feel like he may care. But I think the interesting thing to watch is that we've had a couple of games now where the big story was LaMelo versus X, and that ended up not being the story at the end of the game. Something else happened. LaMelo didn't didn't play as, as, as well, or maybe his opponent didn't play as well. So hopefully in this one, I'd like to see there be some one-on-one opportunities, these two guys going at each other down the stretch of this game. I think it's going to be close, uh, but, but the Hornets, uh, I think, have, have at least a shot at knocking off Minnesota at this point. 
Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'll be interested to see if one of the other guys kind of take it upon themselves to to match up with the opposite guy, you know, to like if Anthony Edwards uh, tries to guard them out a little bit because it doesn't feel like a straight-up head-to-head matchup just because their styles of play are a little bit different. Uh, but, my God, I mean, uh, Edwards, it, it, talk about dunks. Talk about, you know, missed dunks or dunks that weren't. I mean, he's looking to catch a body on every drive. So, mm-hmm. you know, the Cody Martins of the world who are willing to step in there and take these charges uh, will have some opportunities to do that against the Timberwolves. So what's up with the Timberwolves? Uh, five wins? Like, they were god-awful. Like, what's going on with them? Oh, it's the defense. It's the same. Really, it's it's going to be an interesting matchup because you've got two teams that have similar narratives heading into this game. Um, you, they've both improved their defense dramatically. I was checking out uh, Locked On Timberwolves. Ben Beacon does a great job over at that over at that show, and uh, they've just really locked down on defense, similar to the Hornets, who have. I was just looking at the stats, guys. The Hornets are now, according to Cleaning the Glass, which you know removes some garbage minutes and stuff, they are 16th in the league in defensive rating. I mean, the, if we had looked at that stat. You know, three weeks ago, they would have been almost dead last. And so the Hornets have made dramatic improvements. So is Minnesota. Uh, But the one area where they are still weak, and they've been traditionally weak, according to Ben Beacon over the past couple of years, and one I think the Hornets can expose, is defensive rebounding. They still don't do a great job at ending possessions. And when the Hornets want to, they can really do a great job of offensive rebounding. Mason can pop it out. LaMelo, we know he's going to go in there and snatch a few rebounds. But also Cody Martin. I think that's where they have to attack the 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 Timberwolves, get easy points, second chance points, put back. Nick Richards, he's been doing a great job, too, of, of getting in there. He only played seven minutes in this last game against Orlando, but had three rebounds, a couple of punch outs. I've been impressed with him as well. So I think that's going to be key, just get, getting getting in there and winning the rebounding battle. Yeah, and we'll see if Carl Anthony Towns can be even at any level contained because he can destroy the Charlotte yeah. Hornets. We know what he's able to yeah. do, especially as a big man that can shoot threes and is willing to take them and does I mean, one of the better big shooting big men or big shooting big men, big shooters out there the in SB. the NBA. Um, yeah, that's man. what they call him. Uh, but yeah, Carl Anthony Towns is excellent at that. So let's take a look at a couple of other players real quick before we go to the last segment for the Charlotte Hornets. Miles Bridges, Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward was known as the most steady guy on the team, scoring 20 points, and it wasn't very loud. But in, at the end of the game, you look at the box score, and he'd have scored 20. But now you look at what he's done here recently. One point in 25 minutes against Orlando. 16 against Washington. Not a good percentage from the field. 11 for Atlanta, and then 25, you see him score against the Pacers, but 8 and 10, the two games prior to that, like we are actually on a pretty decent sample size from him now to where he's not putting up big-time numbers for the Charlotte Hornets team. The thing that's weird about it, they've won every game except for the Atlanta game where he scored 11. What do you make of what Gordon Hayward has done here in the last, I don't know, seven or so contests for this team? Yeah, I don't know, guys. I mean, it's tough to figure out because a week ago, you know, when they went on that road trip, he had a great road trip and they lost. <laughs> and and now they're winning and he's just kind of fitting in where he gets in. He's certainly not, you know, putting up any eye-popping numbers. Um, and there's a lot of concern in, within Hornet's uh, Twitter sphere, you know, about h- how much money he's making versus oh, how many points he's scoring. Again. And yeah, so at what point do we just say, you know, yeah, he's getting that much money. They're winning. Uh, I, I don't think we need to find problems where maybe there aren't problems. Uh, but if they were looking for, I don't think that's the team they are anymore, Doug, right? Like they signed him to be the guy, the guy, the guy, 
but they've developed other guys. He needs to hit a big shot every now and again, which he did against the Wizards, hit a massive three down the stretch in that game. Um, and you would like him to score 20 points every night, sure. Uh, but the way this team's going right now, you know, they don't need it from him. At some point, they will, and, and you just have to trust that he'll be there uh, in that role when they need him to be. But, you know, uh, I think Gordon Hayward has been fine this season. I, I'm not as down on him as, as I think a lot of people are. No, and I think you have to forget about the money, at least for now in the regular season. I Can't think they're do paying. It, it's impossible. I know, I know. Uh, but they're paying Gordon Hayward to be a play a playoff player. I mean, that, that's a guy, when the game changes from regular season into playoffs, that's a guy you're going to be able to count Slow on for, for a bucket. Uh, I think in that. In the game against Orlando, I felt like he came out really aggressive, was looking for a shot, and he had a couple that just went begging. Like he went 0 for three really quick, and I think he was just out of rhythm for the entire game. That's why I don't I don't even think he got 30 minutes. There's been a couple of games this season where he just hasn't found his rhythm, and the Hornets went to look for it in other places, and so he didn't really have an opportunity to to get it back. But he's still out there making hustle plays, getting rebounds, setting the fast break. Like he's it's not like he's completely checked out. Uh, I just think he got out of rhythm, and and Bridges uh, is kind of the same way right now. Bridges is a little bit in a funk. I think uh, over the past five games, he's shooting under 25% from three. They need that to improve if they want to continue to win because you're not going to be able to count on 20 from Kelly every night. You're not going to be able to count on 20 from Terry. And that's really the big story is that the Hornets have multiple contributors. They have multiple players that can deliver scoring production. That wasn't the case when Nick Batum was making 20 plus million dollars. They needed Nick Batum to come with it every night. They don't necessarily need that from Gordon. Uh, and, and it's probably better for his overall health uh, for the you know for the long haul if they don't have to depend on him for scoring production every night. So I would tell anyone worrying about the money, just relax. The Hornets are winning, and that's a good thing. Well, and I think Rick Bennell used to talk about this all the time. Gordon Hayward was brought in this team to be a connector, and you don't have yeah. to necessarily help this basketball team by only making shots, by only helping in a half-court set when things are bogged down. Gordon Hayward is a good facilitator. He's good at, again, even just making sure everybody calms down for the time being. And even if you don't score on a half-court possession, it does seem to be a little bit more calm when he's on the floor in this chaotic you know, roster that the Hornets have built with the Miles Bridges, who's fun, but also still trying to learn how to be a star. And he's done a great job at improving. But same thing with LaMelo. You can put that same exact description with your young star with LaMelo. Gordon can be a connector. And it's why I think they've been able to navigate win games when Gordon isn't scoring as much. Terry, I think it really hurt him because what we've I've said this a million times. You know, Terry helps this team by being a shot maker from deep. That's how he helps uh -huh. this team more so than anything. Gordon, scoring 20 is great, and it's it's phenomenal. But he can help this team in other ways. Miles Bridges right. has kind of blossomed into being able to help this team other ways when he's not scoring, too. Like, it, you, you want him to score, but we get the picture there. And I think that's how they've been able to navigate because, man, you know, when Terry was out there really hurting this team by missing a ton of shots, now that he's turned it around a little bit, you're seeing the Hornets be a little bit better. And, and Gordon, I'm with you guys. Like, I'm not necessarily worried about him. He's not a bad basketball player out there on the mm -hmm. floor just because he's not scoring more than 16 a night right now. We take this for granted, and I think especially as Hornets fans because we haven't spent too much time in the playoffs, but even as NBA fans, we forget every year, it seems like, that the game completely changes 
when yeah. we get to the playoffs. And I think that's really what they're paying this. The money is backloaded, essentially, because they're paying for Gordon Hayward to knock down mid-range jump shots when teams are able to take away the three and take away the rim, and, and everyone is playing elite defense. That's when you need what Gordon Hayward can give your team. And you still have to count for him, right? If you're the other team, you still have to guard him and make yeah. him do things. And so that's going to create space for other guys and, and give LaMelo another outlet to, you know, pass the ball as well. So, yeah, I'll be interested to see if maybe they try and get him a couple of good looks, you know, off right. the off tonight to kind of get him going get an early start i think that i think they have to look i'm telling you if he had gone two for three to open that first quarter he would have had 20 last night it was just one of those games you go over three and all of a sudden everything's out of sync but what about miles though you know miles only scoring 11 six scored 35 against atlanta but the the percentages have not been good there like could you see them instead of trying to get gordon going early do you try to do that with miles to get him back on track because we that. got a lot of, we got a lot we of players a lot of guys this year yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, just some saying. good guys on this team just saying uh, well you get- know Miles. i think miles is a weirder situation because he um uh he missed a a, a clear dunk opportunity against oh, orlando he man. missed a couple of threes like bad misses they weren't just like you know that that's the thing with the gordon misses they were kind of in and out these were these were bad misses i just think he had an off off road trip and hopefully just coming back home checking in getting some familiar rims he'll uh he'll turn things around i think yeah hopefully miles can do that because he has been so special this season we've got one more segment to go maybe get into a little bit more of some of our conversation we've had the past two segments but also Going to bring you that hive life in just a moment. Do want to talk about Built Bar, though. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's Black Friday. Built is going all out to make this Black Friday weekend the most delicious Black Friday that ever was in the history of Black Fridays. New uh, limited... New limited time flavors, new types of bars, and a winter wonderland of a deal. It's all fantastic. You want high-end deliciousness at a discount? Of course you do. All through Black Friday weekend, get at least 20% off anything and everything at Built.com. All you have to do is enter promo code LOCKED20. They've got new flavors like Ruby Chocolate Puffs. Lemon dipped cheesecake puffs. Oh my goodness. They've got a couple of those that are limited time, but you can still go to the staples. They still have the just 100% chocolate. You have the fruit, the banana, the orange. It's all so good. So make sure you go to built.com, 20% off built bars, and get two free Crave bars as well, all at built.com. Plus, you can get 60% off uh, built broth and built boost and 40% off built swag. I mean, you've got discounts for everything that they're selling at built.com. Just enter code locked 20 at built.com. One more segment to go on the locked on Hornets podcast. This is locked on Hornets. So if you don't believe in the moon landing, Mm -hmm. then what would you say is the greatest human achievement? I think the greatest achievement of all time, I think it's Vince Carter doing 360s clockwise it's rather really than counterclockwise. Tough. I've tried it. It's really tough. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Here hey, on guys. Lock- but hey, hey, hey. Before we get to uh, Hive Life, sorry to interrupt you, Walker. I know you're about to go into one of those like sick like radio re-entries that you're just so good at. You're the pro. Thanks. Appreciate Which, it. I get it. I get it, but I've got breaking. I've got breaking news. I don't really have a breaking news sound effect, so I'm just gonna go with this. Yowza! I've got breaking yowza <laughs> news right now. It has nothing to do with uh, Eric Collins, but it does have to do with Leangelo Ball. I'm reading this article from uh, ahnfiredigital.com. Sounds real. <laughs> so you know it's reputable. Go ahead. 
yeah. reputable news source we're talking about here. Uh, Sam uh, Lueck is the author. Title, LeVar Ball attacks Charlotte Hornets for screwing up handling of his son. Oh, man. Yeah. What's going on here? Oh, it's about Le- it's actually about Leangelo Ball. Oh, okay. gotcha. Okay. Uh, this is not about LaMelo Ball. Um, LeVar Ball, not too happy. Here's the quote that he told TMZ about Leangelo Ball. They don't understand what they got. They need to let my boy go ahead and play. I dropped them a superstar in the G League, and they don't know what to do with him. Oh, my. <laughs> Fair LeVar criticism Ball. from LeVar. Do you think the Charlotte Hornets are just keeping an NBA superstar in the G League where he doesn't deserve to be? You want me to give you the stats? Yeah. You want the stats? I want um, all of the stats. All right, G League stats right now for LiAngelo, 9.3 points per game over 13.7 minutes. Uh, but he is shooting 57.7% from the field and 50% from beyond the arc. Again, these stats provided to us by uh, ahnfiredigital.com. Those stats helped LeVar's case more than it helped Charlotte. Maybe the Hornets are holding him back. The Swarm holding LiAngelo but, back. Well, but but you have to you have to factor in that they've got Book Knight and Kai Jones. They've got I mean they've got some play Vernon Carey sitting there too. I mean they've got contracted players that they've been you Get know moving in and out of yes. Greensboro. No, LiAngelo's the star. <laughs> I agree. I stand with LeVar Ball. I, I want to do one other thing real quickly um, before we do Hive Life, Doug. I have okay. to imagine that us three right here are the only ones mm-hmm. that are going to be glued to this all season, but we are going to be watching the Houston Rockets record to see if they are oh, indeed yes. going to take yes. that that torch as the worst team in NBA history. Now, had a little blip. They beat the Chicago Bulls. Hate to no see it because that. that's a decent team. Should have lost to Chicago, but they were able to get a victory. My question to you is, you have, I believe, a stat on Houston to allow us to see if they are indeed on track still to be the worst team in NBA history and take that award away from the Charlotte Bobcats. What stat do you have for us? Oh, well, I just, I'm just i tracking this uh, mm-hmm. thanks to landofbasketball.com, which actually yes, is a reputable source. They have a, this is a great website full of awesome stats. Um, so they have this worst season records in NBA history. Of course, we know Charlotte Bobcats own that. The 2012 Bobcats, it was a uh, lockout shortened season, but they went 7-59, and winning percentage of .106. Right now, the Houston Rockets are 2-16. <laughs> That that makes them third on the list at point one one one. So that win helping to propel them. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, 73 76ers were nine and seventy-three at point one one zero. But here's another interesting stat about that Charlotte Bobcats team that was historically bad. They were also one of the worst offensive teams in the history of the NBA. Points, the team points averaged out at 87 points per game. Uh, that I mean, you really the only teams that did worse than the Hornets were teams from the 1940s and 50s. Here are the three teams that I'm seeing right now that were worse: the 1948 Providence Steamrollers. Oh my! Uh, then you have to scroll down to the 1949 Providence Steamrollers. <laughs> Providence, get it together. Uh. There were a couple teams from the 50s. Let me see if I can track them down, too. Uh, The next next toss-up question is, who was a worse basketball team, the Charlotte Bobcats or the Providence Steamrollers? Steamrollers. If you you show up a couple times, maybe it's Providence. It seems like like the Steamrollers were worse. All right, the two other worst teams uh, than that 87 points per game were the uh, 1953 Philadelphia 
Warriors Yowza! and the 1950 Denver Nuggets. Oh, All right, so there's a, at least a familiar NBA team. Finally, we, we really got to, I mean, Philadelphia Warriors, we know about them. But the fact that we actually got to a team that's still in existence, that helps the Bobcats case, at least a little bit. Not really. So this is a but huge game. A little. Huge, so yeah. huge game coming up. Uh, <sighs> yeah. Not only for the Hornets, but just for you know, Tree. Uh, yeah, Houston coming up. That's uh, it's a must. I must. It's a must win for this. I think that's okay. Whoa, I think that's okay huge. to say. It's a must win. I think must that's win huge. Calling for it. One hundred percent. Thank you very much, David. All right, you're calling for the must win for the Charlotte Hornets. You know what I'm calling for? I'm calling for the Hive Life. Doug, feed me the intro to Hive Life right now. best beat drops you'll ever hear on a podcast thanks to the hive life thanks to doug branson because you are the master of hive life doug why don't you lead us off with what you have for this edition of hive life you know i'm gonna go with something we didn't really talk enough about and that was terry i can't play any video of it because of, of game rights but it was terry mm-hmm. rosier's dribble uh I, I called it the gyro dribble the crossover that he had earlier this week uh, was something uh, they call you know of course he called it the park move uh, told Ashley Shamity that was a move he learned at the park wouldn't wouldn't uh, reveal the full name of the move um, but I, I called it the gyro ball because it was mysterious it was ethereal it was physics breaking uh, how he spun that ball backwards mm-hmm. uh, and and got the defender to leave his feet amazing stuff from Terry Rozier so fun to watch move. that. Yeah, it really was. That's also a good name. But also, David, you and I were kind of discussing it being God, Sham God like. So if it was half Sham God, do we just call it the Sham Dribble and try to make that a thing for Terry? What do you think? The Shribble. Yeah, some people were some people were definitely labeling it a a Sham God. I I did not see Sham God himself sign off on it. So I'm a little hesitant to, you know, stamp that with a seal of (laughs) approval. But it was certainly in the neighborhood. I mean, it was it was pretty filthy. I mean, I I don't know if you have the 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 Eric Collins audio there, Doug, probably not. But he was he was sure that it was illegal. And and I'm I'm just I'm not so sure it was. And it was it was sick. That was that was a great move by by Terry. And he loves it. He's retweeting everything. Yeah. Every time somebody gets a good love it he's saying "Ooh, that's scary <laughs> you know that's a that's a great point that you make uh terry rozier is actually very online for someone that i don't oh, yeah. even know if i have the i don't even know if i have the sound anymore loaded in uh let's see i don't terry rozier uh he don't care about those blogs but he's very online for someone that don't care about those blogs yeah very much so Terry is and he's letting everybody know about his sham dribble whatever you want to call it the sham god the gyro ball you're going dice k doug Last time I heard I'm about a gyro you. ball, it was when Daisuke Matsuzaka was pitching in like the mid 2000s for Boston. And we didn't really know what the ball was doing. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's why I thought of that because I like I saw I keep I've watched it several times. Got the saw the uh, the the angle from the uh, from Great the baseline, angle. and I was like, or from the sideline, and I was like, man, I still don't understand exactly what he did to make that ball do what he what it did. Terry is a warlock. Yikes. I think that's what it is. Um, all right, David, you go up next. Who do you have in this week's edition of Hive Life? Well, for me, guys, it's uh, the Lamelo Ball signature shoe, Puma. Doug, if you check your DMs, I hit you with a few pictures of these. I don't okay. know if you can pull those up, but we are looking at three new colorways, Walker. We've talked about this shoe before. Uh, still very much monochrome, still very much one color, but you can see some more of the details on the Puma 
MB.01. Once again, horrible branding by Puma. I don't know what kind of name of shoe that is, but uh, we're seeing some cool colorways come out of this shoe. We're supposed to see a drop coming up in December, uh, Walker. So put that on your Christmas list. Uh, there we go. There we'll we do. go. Look at those. Look at those. Huh? Still going with a little, little bit of the highlighter effect, but let that teal one, you know, it's that teal one there, is pretty right? nice. I like right? the white one too. I, you know, yeah, it's it's okay. I I don't love it, but I think I would wear it. I mean, what where where are we on on how all of these look? Yeah, see, I, I think that's okay. It's a little too boxy for me, man. Yeah. I, I want a little bit more slender look. Yeah, what do you think, Doug? I mean, uh, that teal one, that teal one pops though. That looks it good. does. It does. You're right. Like I like the colorway. I just think for me, it's not even about the design so much as it is just about how boxy it looks, and that mm -hmm. I need all the help I can get to look quicker than I am. That's sure. just going to make me look that much slower. Well, I like that the logo here on the yeah. on the. I like that it's got these sharp edges. They almost look like you know what they almost look like. They almost look like horned stingers. If you're mm -hmm. looking for little clues, if you're if you're getting your conspiracy theory together that he's going to stay with you're the Hornets franchise and pull a Giannis and help this team win a championship, you gotta like that logo. I I know what you're thinking, Doug. You you want you want to say you want to say they're stinging. I know you do. You wanted to say those shoes. They're stinging. They're stinging. You're trying to make it a thing. God what is bless the word? You for what it. is the what are what are the words here? Uh, not not from, from here. here. Oh yeah, not that's his here. that's his thing. His alien, alien mantra. Alien. Yeah. yeah. Um, my hive life is pretty simple. You heard it earlier this week on the show when Eric Collins told me that I got the debate right. That he was indeed just releasing okay. energy. Not indeed. I do have I do have that sound if you if you like to yeah let's hear it. Not asking how that's my that's my my entry into hive life. Let's hear it, Doug. Uh, Doug, I respect you to the nth degree, um, but Walker, it's, I'm telling you, it was just a, every single person who saw that reacted that way. Some of us just are tight or right. tighter than others, and I just had to release <laughs> this from my body because I'd never seen something that wonderful and vicious at the same time. Okay, but all I heard there was Eric Collins telling me that he respected yeah. me to the nth degree. Once, once it, he stopped talking about me, I stopped listening. It, so I a, don't even know who won. I, you know, I assume I won. It, you I know assume what? I won. Normally, I would be clutching onto that victory as much as I possibly can. But you're right. You did get the "I love you." I mean, <laughs> he I mean, said he said those words. Right. I love you, Doug. And he said, I respect you to the nth degree. And I'm just it. Why was he reluctant to tell me I was right? See, that that bothers me. It's almost taking this victory away. Oh, sorry. That's OK. Daddy, do Daddy doesn't love you, Walker. So I know. <laughs> It's just it's uh, already, we yeah, all we all win just for having Eric Collins in our life. I mean, great job on that interview. He knows what's going on. You know, you can hear it when he talks about it. You know, some of us are just wound a little tighter than others. Like he's so aware of what's going on in the moment and, and his he, brand. It's fantastic. Was he subtweeting other announcers there or when, when he was saying he look, I'll say this, man, like if, if you are a broadcaster and you want your version of the win one for the Gipper speech that makes you run through a brick wall, it's Eric Collins telling you that you might tune in for 10 minutes to any game broadcast and he wants you to enjoy the hell out of those 10 minutes. That is the most coach slash broadcaster speech you could possibly get. He is absolutely Newt Rockney telling other broadcasters to get it together and shoot for the stars. 
It's real. It's real. Mm-hmm. What what is what is leaving totally his mouth and entering the microphone is totally genuine. It's how he feels. He is giving you a part of himself. Energy, uh, love well, uh, uh, to me for sure. He told me he loved me, and right. uh, also pain. Yeah. Oh, pain. That's right. LaMelo missing the layup and Eric Collins uh, giving us all of the feelings that we have, giving voice to it. Thanks for making Locked On Hornets your first listen every day. Thanks to David for hopping on the day after Thanksgiving. Chaotic holiday where everybody tries to hang out and get together. And then we got to cook. We got to do all this work. So I appreciate Doug. Appreciate David. All of us hopping on today to give you guys an episode. We appreciate your support. Go check out the YouTube channel. Catch that Eric Collins interview if you haven't done it, as well as listen to this one. Now make your second listen, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Thanks for uh, joining us on this fun Friday. We'll be back with you on Monday.